With Hashem's loving grace, welcome to Amuna News with your host, Laser Brody. Today's podcast is entitled, Hamas, a Malignant Tumor. Now, to understand what Hamas is, a person must understand how malignant tumors of the cancer outsmart the body's immune system. Hamas behaves exactly like a malignant tumor, and Israel acts like the naive individual who thinks he can do whatever he wants, eat and drink whatever he wants, and his immune system will still take care of the invading cancer cells. Well, harsh reality proves otherwise. Sloan Kettering researchers, they discuss metastasis. That's the process of cancer cells hiding from the immune system to protect themselves. The Sloan Kettering researchers write that the most confounding and frightening aspect of metastasis is how lone cancer cells can sometimes survive. They remain undetected in the body for months and even years at a time without being killed. Then they eventually sprout new tumors. That's the period that scientists call dormancy, where lone cells can become a network of deadly tumors. That's exactly how terrorist sleeper cells work. It also explains the entire year of quiet that the south of Israel had from Hamas before this past October 7th, 2023. That was the day after Hoshana Rabbah, when the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur judgments are signed, sealed, and delivered. That day in Israel was both Shabbat and Simchas Torah. Israel's overconfident politicians and military leadership misinterpreted the Hamas dormancy as deterrence. They were sure that Hamas trembled at the mere mention of the IDF, but the exact opposite was true. Israel's deterrence had dropped to an unprecedented low. They therefore dropped their guard and became complacent, giving Hamas a window of opportunity to succeed in a manner that far exceeded their rosiest dreams. Hamas seized and entrenched themselves in 19 villages in the Gaza border and eight army bases. It took more than a week of house-to-house and face-to-face combat to uproot them. Even at the time of this broadcast, the IDF and security forces are still hunting and capturing Hamas infiltrators that are roaming around within Israel territory. Now let's look again at what the Sloan Kettering researchers show us. They add that when lurking cancer cells are never killed completely, and the immune system puts pressure on the surviving cancer cells to evolve new survival traits. In other words, eventually the ability to escape immune control will be enhanced by these surviving cells. That explains why in all previous conflicts with Gaza, when Israel capitulated to Western demands for a ceasefire before Hamas was totally uprooted, Hamas grew back bigger and stronger, painfully outsmarting the IDF in a number of subsequent ways. Just as we said in yesterday's Immuno News, the Biden-Blinken betrayal, which was the USA succeeding in halting Israel's plan of destroying Hamas. Now that Biden has left Israel, IDF officials are pouring cold water on the army's gung-ho motivation that preceded Biden and Blinken's visit. Here's the tone of their talk in a press release from today. The IDF says the plans in progress now are to bring about a fundamental change to the ability of Hamas to rule and its military capabilities. This does not mean that there will be no terrorists in the future, but there will they'll be severely hit and the results will resonate throughout the Middle East and will bring back Israel's deterrence, which was lost on October 7th. <laughs> the jargon of uprooting and eradicating has now become fundamental change. This cost Biden and the USA $100 billion worth of promises to Israel, but they succeeded in foiling our previous plans to eradicate Hamas. The IDF's esteemed spokesman, his commanders who tell him what to say, and the politicians who dictate policy, they should speak with the Sloan Kettering researchers. 
The new plan is that the naive immune system that thinks that the body can eat pizza and drink Coca-Cola all day long and can still be healthy and fight cancer. It doesn't work that way. Terrorists, especially Hamas, behave just like metastasis. They know how to lay low, remix into the civilian population in Gaza, and become dormant temporarily. Then they explode forth in lethal fury, much more deadly than they were before, and that's just like recurrent cancer. Now there's another stark similarity between Hamas and a malignant tumor. Both are from Hashem. Our first principle of Amunah teaches us that everything is from Hashem. Hashem is showing us that our military cannot uproot Hamas. It's not because our valiant soldiers are incapable. It's because our politicians have compromised our sovereignty to Uncle Sam. The USA now dictates our military policy. At this rate, there will be no conclusive and no decisive victory, just another round that in two years will find Hamas with atomic weapons courtesy of Iran. The cancer becomes more dangerous every time that it's not totally er eradicated. Garage made bombs in 2007 became garage made Qassam rockets in 2011, and the Qassam rockets 2011 became Katyusha's in 2014 with twice the range and firepower. Now the Katyusha rockets of 2014, now in 2023, Iranian GPS guided missiles, and the guided missiles are now fired, fired in multi-style rocket launchers. The next upgrade, heaven forbid, will be dirty bombs and nukes. Now the IDF wants more time to figure out how to surgically uproot Hamas without harming the civilian population. And no one has a solution for neutralizing the Hamas metro. That's the vast underground tunnel system that Hamas hides in deep below Gaza. You know, the metro even looks like the tentacles of a malignant tumor. Well, who created Hamas? Our sins did. Well, who could destroy Hamas? Our tshuva can, for nothing else is effective. When a Jew in Houston begins to observe Shabbat, a bomb explodes in a terrorist's face in Khan Yunus. And if all of Israel would keep Shabbat, Hashem would send an earthquake and a tsunami to destroy Hamas and uproot the Hamas metro without a single hair falling from an IDF soldier's head. Look what we said on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Who will live and who will die? Who at the end and who is not at the end? Who by water and who by fire? Who by sword and who by beasts? Who by plague and who by suffocation? Who will rest and who will be exiled? Who will be tranquil and who will go crazy? Who will have peace and who will suffer? Does that not describe the simplest Torah massacre? It's really scary. A day after Hoshana Rabbah, when all judgments for the year are signed and sealed, our same liturgy promises, in the name of the prophets, the charity, prayer, and tshuva can and will destroy all harsh degrees. 350,000 Israeli soldiers are poised to enter Gaza. Dangerous is the understatement of the year. But by strengthening our observance of Torah, we help them destroy the enemy. While continuing a path that violates Torah, a person aids and abets the enemy, just like resupplying and rearming Hamas. The choice is for each one of us to make. So who do you want to fight for? Your brothers in arms or the enemy? That's not my words, that's the words of Hashem, repeated throughout the Torah. It's time to mobilize. Start by adopting a soldier and praying for him. Continue by remembering the Sabbath and keeping it holy. That way, God willing, we'll soon see victory in the coming of Mashiach, speedily in our days. Amen.